0: Hey, Sam. What's up? Hey, Nathan. Oh. Hey, Nathan. <laughs> you took the what's Blast up portion of my, uh, that's, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible start. It's been a little while, been a week or two. Uh, not, not much, yeah. though. Uh, enjoying the, the nice uh, weather. Is it raining where you are?
1: No, I, I don't think so. Oh, it's been raining uh, all day. But. Nope, nope, not raining. Although I did see, yes, I did see that it was raining in Baltimore. Aww, I like wish it was weather. raining here.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool because it's the kind of rain where it's not pouring, so you can like leave the windows and doors open and just ah, enjoy. I love that. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, springtime cliche, I think. <laughs> and I've been thing, really excited. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but Go I'm ahead. super excited about finding. We've lived here almost three years, and it, it took me that long to find within literally a two-and-a-half-minute drive of my house an amazing network of trails through yeah. the like uh the neighborhood um where it all spews off from a lake uh called lake roland and then uh, all these trails like run around the lake and um yeah it's just so much more fun to run on a trail or you know a curated path than it is asphalt oh the definitely and uh yes yeah, so i've been running uh, i've even been doing some runs twice a day <laughs> it's uh, oh wow yeah okay. because it's just totally you're just unplugged from everything there's no cars around at most you just see another person on the trail and it's all nice. just along a path with uh, like a river and a creek i mean it's it's amazing and i just cannot believe it took me that long to discover it but, um <laughs> that's you know, awesome because you move into a neighborhood no one gives you a welcome packet of like here's all our trails here's what to go do and <laughs> you kind of have to find that's it that's true and like the day that i realized it uh google pushed an update on their maps to um to show trails which is funny or i just had oh, that's cool. happened to discover it then so anyway i can't remember if we talked about that on the last podcast but
1: it's yeah funny. we did because you got all indiana jones about snakes on the trail that's
0: right well i haven't seen any snakes since then thankfully but it that's is good. it is a constant point of uh, stress to be having to just focus, <laughs> focus on the ground as you're running to uh, you know every stick looks like a snake but um, yeah you know i yeah i'm still i'm full throttle trying to run every day which is nice nice cool yeah speaking of and, which like, see the the change as everything starts to um fill out for springtime i'm, I'm that's true yeah
1: anyway what's up speaking yeah i was say speaking of which i um was hanging out at my father-in-law's house this weekend for easter and um he's got this real big backyard he's on he's out in the country at this point and yeah, there was a big, big uh, rat snake out there, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought of you, and um, how you. much you hate snakes.
0: Was it black with like a long white stripe or something on top? It was. was like?
1: uh, it was black with a, with kind of like a weird hexagonal pattern on faint mm-hmm. hexagonal pattern on the back, which is a characteristic of rat snakes. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, oh you saw a garter snake right That's i think what it was. i think it may have been i don't know yeah. looking it up again
0: eastern garter yeah. snake
1: yeah yeah garter snake yeah so rat snakes Ooh. are rat snakes are are bigger than garter snakes okay this one wasn't too big it was only about like three or four feet but it's nice still kind of kind of crazy tried to attack archie my mom's dog
0: oh no yeah i worry about that with popcorn a bit um because he's so low to the ground. But I feel like mm. dachshunds are actually pretty vicious
1: dogs. They can oh, probably dude. handle a snake. They're fast. I was gonna say they'll even if they get bit, they'll probably they'll probably kill that snake. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty crazy.
0: Um, yeah, and I apologize for the delay uh, starting, but um, I Nessa went off to repair her iPhone screen this morning uh-huh. and i gave her my two iPhones that are also busted and uh, i didn't realize but they don't use the OEM screens from apple oh, really? to do the replacement apple might but we took it to just one of the stores at the mall sure cuz it's a little cheaper kiosk yeah and so frustrated to see that the colors are just completely out of whack and the even the colors are different yes yeah yeah oh, i've that's got terrible. and i have a big size older iPhone and a and a newer iPhone with a smaller screen and even to themselves, like the two replaced screens that I had done. One is like pink and the other is just completely green. It's really really frustrating. So I'm trying to figure out there's a feature. If you go to accessibility display Mm -hmm. accommodations, there's a feature called color filters that, um, let you tint your screen. So now I'm just diving down that rabbit hole of trying to like manually match my screen colors, which isn't possible <laughs> it's it's just it's <laughs> crazy
1: dude that sucks yeah
0: and it's not perfectly flush but at least there's no crack in the screen anymore so i've been dealing with Get that. what you pay for yeah and it sucks because uh i feel like my iphone is my solid point of reference my last kind of spot check whenever i yeah drop something to my phone to put on instagram or whatever to make sure that my uh yep my editing is on point from my from my laptop and my my iMac and no longer will I be able to, I guess, trust the colors on my phone. Kind of bummed. And yeah, I'm just so used to the that. icons looking a certain color; it's just throwing me. Nice, it's disappointing.
1: Yeah. Well, um. Be so caref- I be careful out I, there. So I know we were talking about how we were we we didn't like proposals and things like that all that much. Um, Photographing and uh, yeah in a previous podcast and uh well i I went out and shot a proposal this past week
0: oh no how'd Um, it go
1: it uh let me see here okay i'm looking at his screens they're clearly different one is like green the other one's pink exactly that's exactly
0: and and you're seeing it on a low-res webcam version like in reality it's it's way worse when you see it um yeah anyway sorry so how'd this proposal go
1: yeah, it went great. Uh, I went went around and um, yeah, we just the 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 groom well the uh, groom to be uh, was uh, he's a he's a videographer uh, so he was kind of in the know. Um, he even actually had it videoed as well from like a, oh. a nearby rooftop, Did he which just set was, that I thought up? was pretty baller. Did
0: he set that up himself or was no? He had
1: so his his uh, I think his cousin or his brother. Um, That's awesome. Uh, set it up and. Yeah, and they, they got the whole thing, um, but yeah, so we j- we were able to after the proposal, um, which was was pretty cool. He did like s- a, a set of notes um, that were s- placed around at four different kind of places in this very tiny oh, area of Manassas. Oh, elaborate! Um, and he put yeah he put her on a scavenger hunt, and um, he d- he he knocked it out. He knocked it out of the park. She was. Um, she she did a great job. She found everything. She was with her like three of her 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 good friends. Um, That's and, cool. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, and so then yeah, then as soon as that he popped the question, we kind of walked around and um, you know got some got some good portraits. And I've already posted one on Instagram, but I'll keep them going. And oh, I'll have to look. So what's um, funny
0: is that this is a client that I also photographed. Um, yes, just a session
1: for it wasn't a proposal. Mm-hmm. It was just.
0: I guess he just wanted pictures and uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. yeah
1: and then he's also having uh drew and uh angela willingham do the um wedding day do the okay. wedding photos yeah. so um he so he was like i he was like i can't hire sam or that or D- drew and angela um uh, the willinghams because they um yeah she would she would know she would know <laughs> that's <laughs> so. funny um uh, but yeah, so we, we had a good session. So and I hire this nobody. <laughs> <Just> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Nathan guy? Yeah. Um Yeah, so and it went went great. But that doesn't mean that I'm gonna be doing more proposals necessarily. I don't I still they're still stressful.
0: Yeah, it, it it's uh it's interesting, but um at least it, it's cool when you're working with other uh wedding industry people on that kind of mm-hmm. stuff because the expectations are pretty laid out already i feel like yeah it, it makes it easier
1: um yeah but yeah. uh cool cool yeah um how about you what did you uh have you did you do any uh, shoots this week
0: yeah i was in toronto for a, a co-workshop with jeff Newsom, and we did uh our third epical Epicalypse and that was awesome ellipse Toronto is like a solid, almost exactly two weeks behind us in our, in their weather. So I, oh, nice. I, uh, yeah, it was interesting kind of being back in the cold again. Um, but know <laughs> nice. yeah, Toronto is an amazing city. This is my first time actually staying in the downtown area. And, uh, we stayed near the Chinatown and some cool market and, um, the university so everything's really walkable and everyone's really nice so awesome it's so fantastic I've doing heard that. teaching and stuff in canada because it's totally legal you can teach and go to conferences and make money if you're in that you know capacity um without having to have a work visa which is great uh, that's cool because oftentimes it's stressful traveling traveling to canada for anything um, or it used to be before I realized, oh, it's totally fine to speak at a conference. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I've actually never done a wedding there, but that's, that's where they get you. If you're trying to do a wedding in Canada, look out. Gotcha. Um, but they also have really nice automated systems. So you can, uh, just scan everything through, a, a robot and then you only talk to a
1: guard when you're giving them your receipt or whatever. Yep. That's, so, uh, that's how it was in Jamaica as well when we did that. I remember one time. Dumb, I, it man. must
0: have been something about what I entered into the uh, computer, where it was like, "You need to speak to somebody for additional questioning." I was like, "Oh crap!" So I just <laughs> put my form. I just put my form in again and started over, and it, it <laughs> just said, "Check mark. You're good to go." <laughs> so I just now, literally did it <laughs> a second time, and I didn't have to. It was, must have been a random flag or something hmm. the first time.
1: Well, you know. N- now you uh I, I hate to tell you this but you're you're definitely on a watch list at this point um no fly list i'm um, <laughs> sure this sure. guy game the system and he's out yeah i thought maybe it would uh i thought
0: for sure it was going to flag me to talk to the person the second time but i don't know it just worked i think it was when i was going to canada could have been someplace else but that's cool yeah it was interesting um uh, anyway uh, i guess we should quickly segue because you have uh some stuff to get yeah, to but i've got a I, design uh, i've EA. been playing around with um a, a tool that i've had just on the back burner on my bookmarks forever and it got me thinking about um just kind of this whole rumored visco uh you know visco was given 70 million dollars in funding and uh it's hard to imagine what Wow. other than a, really? um, yeah, yeah. Damn. Uh, other than a giant Lightroom killer in terms of, you know, piece of software that sure. uh, would be a competitor Lightroom. I can't imagine what else they would be spending $70 million on. And, uh, I was playing around with this cool tool called the Nikon.
1: Uh, let me make sure I get the name right.
0: Nikon picture control utility. Have you ever played with that?
1: Uh, one time, a little while back, probably about yeah. two years ago. It's one
0: of those things like when you get your first really nice Nikon camera, everybody like tries
1: yep. everything. Pop it in. Yeah.
0: And it, it, what it is, it's, it's, it is really neat. You can create a, a preset with a custom tone curve, custom sharpening, clarity, saturation, hue stuff, uh, most everything that you can adjust in a raw file. You can apply that in this picture control utility, then export that preset and have it be available to you on your nikon dslr so you know how they have the standard neutral vivid monochrome like modes you can have your own mode oh Uh, that's cool yeah i mean the downside is it only gets applied to your files if you're shooting in jpeg but i was like man if i could get well that's i could get really close to my settings on the jpegs that may save a giant step and um that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been playing with that a bit, and the dynamic range on the D5 is actually better in the JPEG files than it is in the raw files. Just uh, as a, a side note, it's bizarre, but I have done tons of testing, and that is 100% ac- absolutely true. The dynamic yep. range is greater. I can actually recover more shadows and highlights in the JPEG than I can the raw files. It's weird. So, um, Anyway, it got me thinking about, gosh how great would it be to have some sort of built-in capability in Lightroom and I wonder what on earth visco may be thinking um, and I'm just curious what, what kind of stuff you'd like to see in a better version of Lightroom or
1: maybe something that visco puts out um, man i well there's there's a lot of stuff that frustrates me um, about Lightroom um, and a lot of things that I think they get right. Um, but I don't know. I just, first of all, I just kind of feel like Lightroom in general is—they've just been iterating on the exact same, um, the exact same program for ten years plus now. Yeah. Um, and they do. You know, they're they're getting better. They're getting faster incrementally. The optimizations are coming along and everything. But, and they're they're trying all these other things that I don't know if anyone uses so the first thing that i would do is start cutting things that i think are unnecessary map book slideshow print web what are those no one knows no <laughs> i should used get to rid use of all
0: book of i used to use book as a real quick way to just batch a couple designs but uh it's so slow and glitchy and clunky it's unusable map yeah, is and kind I'd of be... neat but nobody really has gps turned right. on because the or enabled on the cameras that have it because it's so such a battery suck
1: yeah um, you, yeah. you know there's no point to it um and so i would love to i would love to hear any anyone's uh anyone's like solid uses for um for any of those sliders first of all um secondly in the in, in the develop module there's i think there's room for first of all i think i think that we could take the shadows highlights whites blacks and actually like r- r- uh, you know give them some more room i think um i think there's more, more like
0: finite adjustment or like make it a
1: bigger slider to just keep yeah make it a bigger slider just because i think um for instance shadows sometimes i want to keep going um and for some reason i and i don't really know the technical stuff behind lightroom um but the shadows you know i feel like i can push the shadows more than i'm able to at max um which i think would be useful
0: yeah i feel Um, like they should open up the ability to do like a a a super push or something where you can actually go to their recommended thresholds of the sliders but then actually push beyond that if you want and you know maybe nine times out of ten it looks bad but that one time i don't know could be awesome i mean i i've often felt that about the um uh, the transform section where you can adjust the aspect yes. ratio. because yes, he,
1: there's there's room to keep going on yeah, this. Yes,
0: definitely, definitely. And the aspect control is really awesome if you shoot with anamorphic lenses. you If mm-hmm. you could go another 50% further, you wouldn't have to bump into uh, Photoshop to, to do the adjustment, which would be nice. Um, but I can't think of a single slider where I wouldn't want to at least try occasionally pushing beyond what they've set as their, their limit. And that would be awesome if it's just something you could toggle on and off, along with just making it bigger, if that's what you were getting at.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And the other thing, the other thing, this is separate, but I was, I would love to have like better Photoshop integration between yeah. Lightroom and, because the other thing is we're used to having this awesome control over your images in terms of exposure and color and, um, and and white balance and everything doing all that stuff in photoshop it's it's bizarre it's, it's like stuck in the 80s i'm not yeah 100 percent sure what and so i i feel like it would be you know interesting to have um a way to seamlessly go from the kind of standard lightroom adjustments uh, right over to the really um the really big Photoshop type adjustments, which uh, instead of exporting an uh, an NEF and then having to resave it as a TIFF and then oh yeah, it's a nightmare. Uh, it's Anytime. crazy. Yeah. Um, so I think that that could that's definitely something that I think would be cool. Um, yeah, to have
0: what one thing, three things that I would change right off the bat or add is number one, uh, liquify ability. Um, so just like the spot removal tool, you could liquefy stuff with your, um, with with your raw file. That'd be awesome. Number two, be able to delete and completely get rid of the Lightroom presets that are, that you can't remove that are always on the top of the presets section (laughs) that I hate. Oh Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. then uh, number three, I would add the ability to have actual layers. So you could layer multiple stacks of that images. That would be so cool. In Lightroom. I feel like uh, that would solve 99% of the reasons I go to Photoshop. I also fear that they're just af- themselves afraid of cannibalizing their own business. And like, if okay, well, if yep. everything's in Lightroom, then nobody's going to buy Photoshop. But I also feel like maybe the reason they switched to a subscription-based business model would be to alleviate those fears. Because if you're sure. already subscribed anyway, because right. I think Why the, not? the photographer pack I pay for actually does include a third piece of software. It's Lightroom, Photoshop, and something else, I think, that I don't even use or can't recall right now. Huh. And so I think with that subscription-based model, maybe they set that up with the intention of doing more Photoshop stuff in Lightroom, which would be just great,
1: but pure specul-
0: speculation here.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, is it just... It's just uh, all I've got is Camera Raw. Yeah, maybe CC, a... and then oh, it's just Light. They want me to get so Acrobat DC, but I'm not gonna do that.
0: So let me see here. What's included in the Creative Cloud Photography Plan? Just Photoshop and Lightroom. Okay.
1: Do you have Bridge as well, CC? Um, I don't. This think one I just do. says install, although that could be to get you to do it and then enable the yeah. I don't know actual price. I don't know. Hey, uh timeout sorry i've got to kick my dog out she's snoring okay
0: <laughs> but yeah anyway i'm, I'm on there uh i haven't been here in a long time the adobe lightroom uh page oh, yeah. and uh they're definitely pushing the entire like y- if you use creative cloud you can sync all your stuff everywhere and have it on any mobile device and it's unfortunate that they still don't have ios apps up to up to snuff for like you know
1: real pro Workflow. Yeah. And, you know, I would like to also hear from people who, do, who don't call in Lightroom, instead favoring Photo Mechanic, um, just because I haven't really used Photo Mechanic that much other than I tried it one time and it didn't really seem like it sped the process up for me. Um, and yeah. I would love to hear what integrations they, you know, ideas they have, because I feel like there's at least... Better methods of flagging and um you know, and picking your images somehow. Yeah. Um at least more diverse ways Photo Mechanic does
0: have, I think, a, a larger set of tools and i do use it um sometimes if i'm reordering a folder of images for like a blog post or something it's easier mm-hmm. to do that in photo mechanic than it is in uh, lightroom in my opinion because i don't want to mess up the order of my client galleries and stuff like right. that so um yeah it would be so fantastic if lightroom could take the photo mechanic approach for the uh the calling um and give you at least the option of calling without rendering so it just takes the embedded jpeg preview files like photo mechanic does and lets mm-hmm. you call instantly when they're rendering that would be great right. if they could adjust, at least give you the option but um it's yeah it's gonna be interesting i'm really curious if visco is going to do what i think we've talked about once before but we, can we have mm-hmm. more detail uh, into a, uh, a component based software where like you're your tone curve is its own component in a way that you can buy tone curve settings or tone Mm -hmm. curve engines that are actually different algorithms. So you could have the exact same shaped curve, but based on the engine or the algorithm that you're using, uh, it actually reacts differently. Yep. I, I I'm, I mean, it would be a genius business move if they did that because then they could sell not only <laughs> preset packs, but they could sell like these actual engine tools sure. and whatnot.
1: And they could, they could give those to the community and say, Hey, develop these, they take a cut and then, you know, then they don't have to worry about, they just have to worry about the integration and yeah, that's it. But it wouldn't shock me if they just build
0: something very similar to Lightroom and then give you a, uh, you, so just the ability to enable, you know, all you have a whole list of every every preset that Visco makes currently for Lightroom, sure. and they just give you the ability to purchase and enable those one at a time or in various packs or whatever.
1: I mean, just that right there is like a great business model. I I would find that annoying, but yeah. That's but, just but
0: what's special about if you if you modularize it even more is people could use different engines to create stuff that's
1: totally unique unique. yeah Yeah.
0: instead of just getting a visco preset with a special profile or whatever and then iterating from there you could actually create even a layer deeper than that something that's really special uh for your own preferences um yeah i think there's huge potential there and i don't know but it seems like i think visco was got there like um vc funding a couple years ago now it's been a while and i have noticed a pretty I, i don't know it's just purely anecdotal I suppose uh, sure but uh, a drop-off and like the packs that they're releasing I haven't noticed anything new or buzzworthy in a while which is probably right. why all these other random photographers are just re- releasing their solo presets because Visco has yeah. left a bit of a void sure but um yeah you know it's interesting
1: yeah um what, el- what else would you like to, to I would see? love to
0: see much tighter integration with um and, and just cleaner integration, some better standards or whatever it needs to happen uh, for syncing to client galleries using whatever service you use for that. I mean, it's great to have the publish. Um, yeah, currently, it's tools. just the basic
1: publish. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think there could be much, much better uh, integration um, just where it's cleaner and you can maybe organize it a bit better. <laughs> it, it just mm-hmm. depends. Right now, it, you, the plugin that is being made is done by not adobe but the uh the hosts that you use so they all take a completely different approach to that and all have different you know levels of right usability and, un- and stuff that's understandable and not so and-
1: smug mug's different than flicker yeah et cetera. yeah
0: and it's silly and i mean i remember the smug mug one was better uh was easier to use than the one that i use for shoot proof right now shoot proof is still great um, but i have to do a few more steps that i didn't used to have to with smug mug kind of annoying but um that that would be nice and i think it could be done in a way that it's not just a little thing off to the side on your bottom left i think it could be its own tab and done in a much cleaner way for uh i mean that would make much more sense to me as a tab and instead of slideshow or print oh yeah just make the web definitely something much more applicable to your actual galleries that you have for shoot proof or whatever it be. Right. So. Yep.
1: Um, yeah, that, that would be awesome. I think that would be a great way to do it too. Just have it as a tab. Um, cause having it under collections and published services just feels, it feels tacked on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and totally tacked on.
0: It's hard to navigate once you get a ton of galleries there.
1: Yeah. Um, I've made, I've made plenty of, Mistakes and uploaded things with wrong file names into the wrong galleries, uh, things like that. Just because it's just a lot of right-clicking and figuring stuff out, which is just not fun. No, could easily be a more um, you know user experience-driven process where it's laid out just like just like the develop module. You've got you know here's here's where you set your Oh, you know, the, for instance, just the export dialogue, um, I'd almost love to see that. That could, that could just be a tab too. Um, honestly. Oh, totally. That'd be Um, awesome.
0: That'd be fantastic. Also. Yeah.
1: yeah, Speaking of export, uh,
0: there, that could be done way cleaner as well. Oh my Uh,
1: goodness. That, that right there is a carryover (laughs) from the probably late nineties. Yeah. Um, hilarious, you know, and you're like oh okay i guess i have to export everything i don't know it could be they could brand a whole new term for it and instead of calling it export you know um i don't know, call it deliver they could be a delivery tab like i don't know it could it could be really really neat um instead we're forced to you know be again just kind of be right clicking and um and like managing all these bizarre settings that we don't need like Video is somewhere as for some reason in the export dialog. Yeah. Um. You know, watermarking. <laughs> I would just like to delete these things. They're just out of my way. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. you like know, that. one
0: thing I could see uh, Visco doing with this, you know, purely speculative uh, project <laughs> that they're doing, I-, I could see them becoming the host. For the online galleries and just taking it all under their umbrella, which if Lightroom that did cool. that would be and did it well would be awesome. But I don't think that
1: they are. You're talking about Lightroom as a service in yeah, terms of and, like and I, a I, delivery service.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I, I would imagine that Visco could easily, if they're building out a whole new piece of software from scratch, make the delivery and upload portion of their software also a hosted Visco solution. So the galleries that your clients download the zip files and order prints and experience everything would all be a visco um experience uh, obviously with yeah. your own branding and stuff but i i have a feeling that would be coming if if they're being smart <laughs> i mean you mm-hmm. know I'm, i keep trying to think of more and more things if i was de- developing something from the ground up right now 2017 yep. how that would make perfect sense like why isn't it like that in lightroom <laughs> and yeah it's sure, like a and- web component but I, it I don't, I'm going to play around with it right
1: now. And yeah. the other thing is you could you can definitely, um, I, I would love to see a little bit more, uh, social media integration overall. Um, for instance, instead of a map tab, which makes no sense and doesn't matter, um, you could replace that with a social tab, um, that, yeah um, that basically is like Ooh. published to... Facebook oh publish gosh, to awesome. Twitter publish to Instagram. Bam! You already have settings for everything. Um, in fact, you could just say deliver. You, you could have it all set up and just say bam deliver, and then you've got it on- instantly. Yeah, you you've could got have it a on Twitter, in hashtag manager, You could have a built-in comment. Tumblr. Yeah. You could, no matter how you do your thing, that would be awesome. I'm um, telling you,
0: and if if Visco played their cards right, or any any Lightroom modification uh, update in the future uh, you could you could have that be a paid enabled add-on i mean that is so much sure. crazy
1: value um well f- think about um uh what is it called um small jpeg what is it called oh you jpeg, have it. I JPEG don't have mini it. yeah it's really jpeg big, mini yeah recommend. i don't have it but um jpeg mini i've heard everybody's freaking out about jpeg mini because it's just a super easy way to save everything down and deliver them um um, what, what do you think what are your thoughts on jpeg mini first of all
0: well it's great and right now if you get the pro version you can um it basically integrates itself in line with your export so you can just have it apply no configuration needed everything you export out of lightroom is run through that seamlessly without you having to do anything and that's fantastic and that's sort of yeah, the experience I'm getting at with how it should be and be embraced in a way, almost like a like an app store, specifically to your your software that you're using, um, Visco yeah. or Lightroom, would be wise to, to keep chipping away down that uh, down that path. But uh, yeah. you know, obviously, the development on that would be enormous. <laughs> hey,
1: Pop Popcorn's popcorn has visited. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, so I think I think something similar to that could be. I don't know. I mean, yes, you have the export dialogue, but um I just feel like there's a there there's a more modern way to do it uh, that would make a lot of more sense especially for you know, younger photographers, people that um really are already like really on the social media train um in a way like from birth kind of thing. Um, <laughs> it's hard to imagine. And it, it would be an awesome feature for that type of photographer that's really trying to get everything out there. In fact, I don't, you could even put a plug in on there for Twitter that you can write out everything um, and actually have it literally publish a tweet. I, I don't know, I'm, I'm I'm just thinking like why not what why go why not go a little bit beyond photography too um, mm-hmm. and take it the next step and actually I don't know. Integrate some, um, some ways of, of publishing yeah. I, content. Yeah,
0: I mean, you could even uh, the the book the book aspect does have like the intentions are good with the book tab in Lightroom. But if if you actually embrace the fact that the only people really making books are probably wedding photographers trying to do wedding albums, and tie that in with uh, actual wedding album companies, you could. To completely revolutionize the album design and ordering oh, process, yeah. right from your, instead of having to use third-party software where you're having to export the JPEGs and then import the JPEGs into your third-party software then design—that's yeah, like, so clumsy. Who has time for that? It's really frustrating, and it's kind of everyone's
1: time for that. Uh, yeah,
0: it's a huge barrier to people you know, it's just a reason to procrastinate when you have to do all these extra steps. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you could so easily build that out. And, and I'm playing around right now with the, the web tab in Lightroom, which I've never used. I or maybe I've used it once or twice. It does seem to do a, um, a Lightroom, Adobe gallery host web, web gallery, but it's horrible. It's so, so unprofessional and amateur looking.
1: Um, and this is awful. Yeah. I it, think it I've just, seen this on the top, if you guys search the top photographer in your area this is what you're gonna see what do you mean you know how the top photographer in every area <laughs> have, is just some, like the, the worst web, website ever yeah horrible website i've, I I've got one of those guys here in richmond um
0: yeah it's just and, an ugly
1: html template gallery ugh, it's, it's very God, this thing
0: makes me want to puke yeah telling you visco Kill it with a uh, integrated client delivery gallery and integrated Definitely. album design like that that would be
1: mind-blowing but you're sitting on a gold mine visco
0: yeah uh, I, would, I would assume that's what they're spending their 70 million dollars on i hope but it's tough to tough to make assumptions um yeah i don't know anyway uh, those are yeah some pretty good ideas and points I, i'm trying cool. to think what else in in the whole chain of my workflow i don't think there would be space in in this whole software realm in this side of the software for like client booking and management i think that would still be wise to yeah. keep yeah that, i think that would be yeah, yeah keep
1: that separate you want you want i i do think that there's a healthy i mean that that's that's dealing with clients before you book them yeah um yeah, exactly. I th- I think focusing on the editing, but also including the delivery, I think is fine. Yeah. Um, uh, that's because obviously Lightroom is great at um, is great at editing. I just don't think that it's great at delivery, uh, and I think that there's uh, it would be awesome to have a little bit more intuitive, modern delivery options and
0: just a fully flushed out. Um approach or custom customizability of uh of shortcuts like yeah having to use things like better touch tool or Viscu keys or anything that just seems like a, such a missed opportunity oh for yeah Lightroom. i mean because they've I, already they, got keyboard shortcuts but none right, of them
1: are really they, great they're all just they're, kind they're, of the bare minimum exactly they're they're fine they were i i use i use a few of them all the time and so i'm but and then the other ones i don't even think about plus they don't publish them you can't really find them on um like anywhere in the program other than like reading what it is in the list. Yeah, they, um, don't, they don't they make have it easy. like this awful um web document that has it all laid out and it's like pages and pages of all these things you're never going to use. Like I I really think that there is definitely an opportunity um for better shortcuts for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah maybe maybe that that could happen it's it's tough I'm, I'm curious to see i feel like lightroom is overdue themselves for something really great in terms yeah. of uh, an update and a refresh they update it pretty regularly if you have cc but it's still kind of it's tough um anyway on a side note uh have you heard or seen the show called abstract it's a netflix original yes I watched
1: the one I watched one episode, the one about the Swedish designer, and it blew my mind. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I posted
0: a quote that he used on my Facebook and God, I don't know why. I'm just everybody thinks that everything I say is controversial because it's kind of weird. I mean, I do that a lot, but you troll this people. is the quote that I love. I don't troll anybody. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm just keeping it real. But this is a quote that I posted. Inspiration <laughs> Spoken is... Spoken
1: like a true troll.
0: <laughs> inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. Yeah. And I could see how reading that quote, it's by Chuck Close. Makes it sound like, oh, well, if you're not a professional, um, then you're an amateur Step and you're out stupid. Of the way. But but there's also some truth to that. Like uh, you know, if you are a professional, well anyway, we don't have to like summarize that well, episode. I think, but well, I highly no, recommend. I, think I, I, I think, can talk about. This. I think Picasso. I, I found another quote at Picasso, who's in my mind making the exact same point, uh, without offending anybody. And his take is, uh, inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. Yes. And I and, and it's the exact same point. Somebody's trying to make it's just done in a way that doesn't seem arrogant, which is interesting right. in, in itself. And
1: but the the I will say that the Swedish designer um, episode. There's a couple of lines that he throws in there, like I think he's German. Just, I can't remember. Oh, I'm I'm talking about the the architect. Oh, I haven't seen that
0: one. I, I just saw the first episode. Illustrator,
1: you, you have dude, to, you have dude, to prepare see to that. have your mind like completely expanded. He 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 takes like he takes like a um a power plant and puts a ski slope on it and (laughs) like he he makes an apartment complex with um gardens on in every single um in every single thing that faces the sun (laughs) um and he creates he creates a parking garage inside um completely it's this completely hidden vertically inside an apartment building that makes it's not possible but he does it he does it um that's hilarious anyway he's 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 a genius well i Uh, will watch that he has a couple he has a couple of lines in there that are like dude you asshole like he's said he's definitely got like (laughs) he's like a he's definitely Uh, kind of he's
0: just like a ego driven
1: yes but you cannot argue with the results i mean th- they're the most amazing buildings that i've ever seen wow um and um, i will watch that one today you yeah. need to watch
0: the illustrator that's the first episode
1: okay I'll do. um
0: the one i like about he- the illustrator is that he is very i don't know that i would say humble but much more in that in that direction with his work where gotcha. he, he talks about and concentrates a lot on the struggle and the self-doubt and like how sure. do you recreate moments of uh you know genius uh that you may have had four years ago and got known for for a client that's hiring you now like how do you do that how, sure. how is it and he breaks down like this whole analysis of his process and um anyway so he's the one that was uh doing that that chuck close quote uh that nice I'm mentoring and uh, and it's so true though it's like you just start and stuff happens it's and it's really fascinating and uh
1: go ahead. right i was well i was gonna say combining that with the um picasso quote i think kind of generally what you know what and feel free to you know uh correct me on this but i think kind of what you were saying is do work um don't expect inspiration to do the work for you um, if you're, if you're out on a shoot and you're like, I don't know how to pose these people, um, you know, that I've been in situations where I just, I just try, you know, I've been there and i I'm set, sitting there like, I don't know how to pose these people. Yeah. I po- I shoot them anyway. I take them, I take that back, uh, with me and I'm like, okay, yep, nope, that didn't work at all. <laughs> mm. And I'm not going to deliver that to the client. Um And but and then there's and in those moments, I'm like, OK, here's what I could have done differently. And I still have plenty of shots where I go. I I'm, I'm in I'm in the editing environment. I'm, I'm going through Lightroom and I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, man, this shot would have worked perfectly if I did not cut off his stupid hands at the bottom mm-hmm. um, or if I did not cut off, you know, something on the side or if I just included this tiny little jet streak. Um, and those are ways of growing. Um, I don't think you need to necessarily dive into somebody else's portfolio and say, okay, here's how I'm going to make this shot, um, and call that inspiration and expect that to, you know, get you to the next level. Um, I think doing the work is the most important thing and, and trying your best to learn from any mistakes that you can and will make.
0: Absolutely. The other big point that he's made, which I've heard many, many times, and have made the point myself, is that you should be you should be taking photos every single day. Yes. Uh, there's no reason why artists and pe- of any type. Uh, I mean, it's it's most attributed to musicians that like practice every day, mm-hmm. and it's like, of course, of course they do. Of course, that's you're you're honing your skill uh, with your fingers and and movement and all that. Um, but that is also required in photography like you you need to be taking pictures every single day um to to start like pushing it pushing that last percent and figuring out those completely obscure nuanced things that you only even become aware of by familiarizing yourself with your camera and your your uh you know tuning your mind to thinking about your vision in ways every single day and he also had this fantastic section about um, an illustrator that uh, he admired and was reading about or whatever and how this illustrator started um, looking every day at the world in slow motion, like purely hmm. just trying to slow things down, living in complete slow motion in a, and what it, what started happening how, how was that, so? like literally, like sitting in a coffee shop and then just slowly taking every single thing in as as slowly as you could mentally, mm. not like not like taking video and doing it in slow mo, right. but it's a very similar thing. Have you ever seen the most mundane whatever drop of water falling into a uh, a puddle, right in slow motion? Some some things that can be just the simplest ideas uh, and stuff you experience every day in life. Completely blow your mind in, in true, Absolutely. real slow motion. And if you can train... Absolutely. So that what this illustrator did was train his mind to break it down and see it in his mind's eye in slow motion.
1: And what makes this moment beautiful? Yeah, and he had a completely
0: kind of revolutionized way of approaching his work without actually having to do anything uh, to change the content other than <laughs> change his perspective, which uh, right. was also freaking mind-blowing that's um, awesome so yeah at the end of the day i think uh i'm glad you're aware of the show because uh, we didn't talk about it beforehand everyone should check out abstract i, I did watch yes. one other episode very cool and that i didn't find quite as uh great it was about a shoe designer basically the guy that oh, made the cool. air jordans and um you know oh, worked for nike he's, he's i want to i want to watch it though a lot of what he talked to he he was like a cool little nugget every 15 or 20 minutes versus the illustrator the first episode it was like an, an interesting nugget of of knowledge every 5 seconds mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy was like every yes. 15 to 20 minutes so it was still enlightening but uh just a very different personality um, that's cool and clearly a successful person obviously i mean
1: you can but yeah and I, I think just kind of to bring it back um to to kind of like what the are you there? Mm-hmm. Uh oh, you froze. Oh, there we go. Um, just to kind of bring it back around. Um, it's just I I find you know I I sometimes find myself tempted to just like look at you know look at other people's portfolios um, just purely to just purely to like give me an idea of like what I should do in in any kind of environment. And I realize I don't I don't need that. Um, I need to, I need to focus on being, being unique, um, being, and, and be, or at least being as true to how I see the world and how I see these clients yeah. as I can be.
0: Well, um, and there's nothing wrong with using, uh, other photographers or visual certainly. things as inspiration. But the problem is, I think is you kind of always stay one step behind that,
1: right. that way.
0: And it might make you, or it might carry you a really long way but at the end of the, the end of your career there's not anything in your work that's distinct because it's emulated sure. by um you know uh being being one step behind the whole time um uh, but that that's interesting
1: yeah yeah you can only take yourself to in terms of inspiration you can only be inspired by things that are above you and in order for things to be above you you need to stay under them um yeah so it's, interesting. it's it's a frustrating process But
0: check out Abstract It's a Netflix original show I think they have like 12 episodes I'm going to mm-hmm. watch the Architect one today
1: Definitely watch it It's yeah. crazy It's another one of those like Wow I don't know how you, your mind And it isn't just his mind that's crazy It's just the pure drive of just working hard Which is something that I struggle with a lot um, And I'm certain that many other people do um, just working your ass off, uh, it's, it's just a, a, mo- a, marvel to see someone just work their entire life, every single moment of every day working on this project. And then it's just incredible at the end.
0: That's interesting. I, I always wonder too, though, with, um, documentaries, how much of it is sort of, uh, motivated by the camera being there. Um, sure but, but what was really funny is the the illustrator episode um he actually said that he was like there were certain <laughs> times where he'd be like sketching something and you go through like four or five different points and he'd be like and know i'm just doing something for the camera <laughs> right he's kind of like had this layer of That's self-realization cool. but you know you always wonder want, how, well, how much how much things are uh, modified for the documentary in itself but um uh, really fascinating um yeah i can't wait to watch that um Cool. Yeah. Well, anything uh, I, I, I want to, before I forget, just mention that, um, and I don't know if you set yours up yet, but we're eventually yep. each going to be doing a uh, a Patreon. If people are unfamiliar with Patreon, it's a, it's a cool website. It's sort of its own social network in a way of yep. um, being able to uh, sponsor um, software developers, musicians, uh, basically anybody who creates something and some sort of content. Yeah, A uh, lot of
1: gamers use it.
0: Yeah. Um, And it's a way to sponsor essentially that ongoing process. Um, uh, We, I started a Patreon for the Epic podcast and um, you can back it at either $3 a month or um, $1 a month. And each, each level, the $3 one gets you, uh, you know, any exclusive stuff, which we don't have a lot of, but any particular and, photos we talk about. Yeah, but about we will or, be
1: doing that uh, yeah. as we go along this year. Yeah, now
0: that this is started, we have a reason and a format uh, platform to do that on uh, with Patreon. And, uh, and, and you know, just in general, you can, if you want to be nice, uh, sponsor it at $1 one dollar a month just for you know, yep. your time and listening and our time put into it. So it's just Patreon, uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash... Same herd. Same right herd, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I assume, Nathan, you'll get yours up eventually. But yep. mm-hmm. something to look into if you're listening to this literally right now uh, <laughs> helps us uh, have a little more motivation and uh, justification to turn away, uh, you know, a client meeting or, or a shoot or
1: something to, to actually yep. record okay. podcasts because it's hard to find the times occasionally. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, we're really excited for this, uh, this coming year. And, um, I don't know, just trying to – Especially as yes, yeah, wedding season coming up. We're gonna have a lot to talk about, lot to discuss, and uh hopefully a few ways for um, you guys to get involved as well. Um so yeah, just it'd be awesome to uh to have you along for the ride. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So okay, anything else uh, going on?
1: I just got a couple of press club shoots this week. Um and yes. then then I'm a guest at Kate's wedding, which you are shooting, right?
0: Who's? Oh, Kate Mitchell. Yeah, I thought you meant my sister. It's like she's no. already been. Married. Oh, right. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I'm this doing, weekend. Uh, our, our mutual. Mutual friend Kate Mitchell. It's going to be. It's going to be. be awesome. uh, so one really funny thing. It's at a venue that you and I both shot at a lot. The National Yeah, Women's multiple Museum. times. And uh, the planner had a call with me, and she's like, "Hey, you know, we got to make sure and get a picture of them next to two different paintings." And I was like, "Blah blah blah, and blah blah blah." And, and the second one, it was somebody's name last name Mitchell. Uh, oh, really? And so our friend getting married. It is clearly a somewhere down the line of her family. Uh, portrait of her family member in this museum that no uh, way i didn't yeah. Know that yeah i know you'd mentioned that her parents or her dad or somebody is is some sort of a oh yeah successful something or another diplomat or something i don't know yeah but, yeah state department he's state department. uh
1: both both her parents are kind of big wigs that's funny
0: so uh they are in fact having the wedding at a place that somebody in their family has a portrait hanging on the wall. That's <laughs> no awesome. There are galleries. I thought that was kind of cool to figure out. It's going to be a crazy wedding though. Like really, I'm, I'm basically going to be working on my feet with no break for six hours straight Whew. and then I'll get a break and then I'll have another two or three hours of work.
1: Oh man. It's going to be intense. Yeah. Well, feel free to grab me or Abby and throw a camera. Out. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh,
0: that's actually interesting. Keep that in mind.
1: <laughs> but uh, we, um, yeah, but it's black tie. I think so I'm gonna wear my wedding tux.
0: Oh, very I'm pretty nice. Pretty excited. Fancy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well other than that, uh not not much else going on around here, so I guess that's that's cool. Yeah. you do anything?
1: Uh today I just have a des- a meeting with my uh website designers helping me re restructure my website a little bit. I'm not making uh as many changes as I originally planned. Um, but I'm just kind of re re vamping the user experience and um updating everything and adding a few sections so i'm pretty excited uh but yeah that's gonna happen in 10 minutes i think cool nine minutes and um other than that yeah that's kind of kind of what i'm working on this week
0: okay yeah i'm gonna visit home in lynchburg and then come back for the engagement session and and the wedding so um it's a good time of year to actually go on some some long drives everything's so green and vivid finally
1: nice can you um and this is just uh Personal thing, but could you take a cooler with you and um, buy me like six or seven <laughs> things of Asakas and then uh, deliver food. that to me yeah. at the wedding?
0: Um, we'll see about that. I'm, I'm that coming back awesome. Thursday. The wedding is on Saturday. I don't know how well Asakas <laughs> would keep, but um, yeah, we'll we'll mm. see. See what we can do. <laughs> mm. uh, Maybe I'll drive through Richmond on the way home. Take the yes. long route. yeah Exactly. Well, all right, man. Uh, cool. Good. Good as good as place as any is that how you say it as good as good a place
1: as any yeah that's how they say it bye all right all right bye